Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ninety-four WIP. I'm Howard Eskin on this Saturday morning. We're at the Fresh Grocer, One Thousand Easton Road, the Cedar Brook Plaza in Winco, Pennsylvania. Flyers made a trade last night. This is going to knock your socks off. Going to knock your socks off. Uh, they traded forward Nick Cousins and goalie prospect Merrick Matson to Arizona for a fifth-round pick and prospect Brendan Warren. Now, that will change things for the Flyers. Uh, it just, to get that fifth-round pick, I've never in any sport, <clears throat> baseball's not allowed to trade picks, but I, uh, in, in, it's, you know, you get it in football when you get into the draft. A lot of times when you make a trade, you'll get a, a fourth or a conditional third or a fifth round pick. <laughs> I, I, uh, Arizona obviously wanted Nick Cousins. Uh, and uh, Mark andre Fleury is going to go to the expansion team. Steve Mason's not going to be back, which is fine. <clears throat> Steve Mason never got... He could have a good game, and then he could have two or three bad games. And it, it, too many times he lets in soft goals. So that that would not be uh, – I am not I, – I was I was not a Steve Mason fan. Uh, I can't wait for my debate with the Eagles wide receiver Torrey Smith on who the best in the NBA is all time. He really is at, at a disadvantage uh, because he's not really seen the great ones. He's not seen Michael Jordan. He's not really seen Larry Bird. He's not really seen a lot of them. Uh, uh, he certainly hasn't seen Wilt. There's not a lot of people out there that have seen Wilt. Wilt was amazing. Uh, but he hasn't seen Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. So he's at a total disadvantage. But we're gonna, we had our little Twitter spat. And uh, we will, because he said on the morning show, LeBron is the greatest of all time. LeBron is an insecure, he's a baby. Everything's got to be his way. Uh, he's got to set up his own teams. He's got to complain about the general manager. I'm not coming in here unless you get this guy. He's the one that, that built that Cleveland team. And when he built that Cleveland team, he capped them out because now they're in cap hell. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the debate will go on forever. And... Uh, and I'm tired of hearing people say, well, it's a different game. It doesn't matter whether it's a different game. Great players adapt. Uh, and Will Chamberlain, is, and I love the argument, well, Will never played against anybody. Well, he played against Bill Russell 17 times a year, and Wilt was always doubled in triple team. Now, granted, that is a different era of basketball, and I get it. But 
you can't tell me LeBron, he's not better than Larry Bird. He's not better than Michael Jordan. He's not better than Magic Johnson. It's just, he, he's just not better. It's, it, it's just that simple for a lot of reasons. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to that debate. Sixers, uh, I don't know that we'll hear any more. I'll be interested. I don't think Brian Colangelo will speak uh, to the media today. Uh, De'Aaron Fox will probably sp- will speak. They've had the draft pick speak. He's working out today. They have other players working out, but he's the one, the one of note. I still think he would be the, my pick if everything stays the same and you get to three. And if Lonzo Ball's at three, I don't want Lonzo Ball. Uh, I don't want I, I don't want Lonzo Ball because I don't think he fits with this team. One other note before I go back to the phones here. Stu Bykovsky's been writing for the uh, Philadelphia Daily News for a long time. He's got a little bit of an edge about him. Uh, you know, he, he takes on issues. And in Philly.com today, and I guess it was either in the Daily News yesterday or in today, he writes a story uh, how the soda tax uh, has tanked. <laughs> he called. Well, he doesn't write the headline, so I'll say that he he doesn't write the headline. But soda tax is tanking, is what he says. What comes next? That's the headline, and then it gets into the story how it's failed, uh, yeah, how it's failed, and uh, and it has failed. Uh, the projections are ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'll sign that for you in a second. The projections. Why don't you do? Uh, do, why don't you do your shopping and then what's what's your name? Christine. Christine. All right, um, uh, but the soda tax the soda tax has failed, and it's there's so many things he points out. They're going to miss their projections by over twenty million dollars, and the fiscal year is up the end of June. But he's not had a good week. Uh, your mayor, Jim Kenny, your one-term mayor, Jim Kenny, has not had a good week. But Stu Bykowski had a a great line in his story. I'm talking about all the failures and the uh, and the bait and switch, which I've said it was, uh, and it, it clearly what it is. It wasn't just sugary products, and he doesn't care about your health. He just cares about his taxes, but he's not getting the money. And now he's hi- apparently he's hired people to make sure that everybody's charging enough money because they're not meeting the projections. Well, they're not meeting the projections because people are shopping outside the city. But Stu's line in this story, and you've got to read this story, it really is, it's fascinating to read. Uh, Kenny's face, you talked about him, well, you'll, you'll hear it and you know what he means. Kenny's face isn't attractive enough to have two of them. <laughs> I was just lying in the story. And he's clearly 100% correct. Clearly. And then the other problem that people should have with this thing, first of all, it's unfair, uh, should have, he always talks about, oh, the, the soda company's got to stop fighting this in court. Well, so does the city have to stop fighting it and, and realize what's right. And he talks about, oh, you know, just want to help the kids in pre-K, parks and recreation. But 60 percent's not going to that, and that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. And Stu Bykovsky points it out in this story. And then he flies his girlfriend out of the country. And you can fly your girlfriend out of the country, but you should, she should be paid for, which apparently she wasn't until somebody caught him doing that. And then his people say that uh, she paid her way. Well, I just I'd like to see that bill, and I'd like to see that payment. Uh, but he, he tries to he 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 borders on not being appropriate, and that is a problem. 
and he borders on being a bully. And it's just too bad he's your mayor for for a lot of reasons. All right, I had my mention. Uh, I congratulate the people that have left the city uh, to go and shop elsewhere to try to put uh, their point across to both him and the people of city council who allowed allowed themselves to be bullied by Jim Kenny, the mayor. All right, but uh, hey, it is it is what it is. Uh, But all right, so now we get back to the real issue. The real issue is the Eagles, and when I and and the Eagles are the thing we're going to be talking about for the next what eight months, nine months, and that's what we do. And the only thing that I, I think the Eagles, they're clearly going to be better. They are clearly going to be better. They're clearly going to have a better offense. And I'll let Torrey Smith down easily when I have my debate on basketball with him so he can help the Eagles. I'm going to make sure I don't hurt him too much uh, so he can help the Eagles. Clearly be better on offense. I think they will clearly be better on defense because they'll have a better pass rush this year, which will help, which will help the secondary. The only thing I worry about, and this is the only thing I worry about, I worry about the schedule. And it's a tough schedule, and it appears they're going to stay when they play. They play in the West Coast three times. They play the Chargers in L.A. in October. So they'll fly out for that. That's a tough trip. It's, it's always tough to go coast to coast. Then in December, uh, in December, the first weekend of December, they play Seattle. When, now, we know that's a tough game. Uh, the Chargers will be a tough game, but I think, obviously, they can win it. But the Seattle game will be tough. Then they're probably going to stay the way it stands right now. They're going to stay in California and play the Rams the next week. So that will make it easier for that week. The game that I worry about, and I look at it as being, well, I don't worry about it. I mean, I think it's going to be tough. It's not my job to worry about it. The game that will be tough will be the Giants game the following week after spending, what, Eight to ten days on the West Coast, on a West Coast time zone, coming back to the East Coast, then having to travel to the Giants game. And I know they don't get on a plane. And I know it's only a bus, bus trip. But the reality is that third straight road game is always tough for a team, and they're going to change time zones after being in another time zone for two weeks. That's the tough part. So they have to beat the Giants. Here's what I think the Eagles have to do. They have to split. The first two games, which are on the road, that's a tough part of the schedule. They play in Washington and in Kansas City. Kansas City, it's really hard to win, although they could win in either one of those places. I think they really need to split those two games. So now, assuming you split those two games, then you have to come home and win your first home game, and that's against the Giants because I think the second game against the Giants is going to be really difficult. And everybody's all cranked up on the Giants, and I think – the Giants, or the Eagles and the Giants, 1-2, two, whoever's 1-2, will be the better teams in the division this year because I think the Cowboys will fall. They will not, I don't think they're going to have double-digit wins. Their defense has been hurt uh, by players leaving. I don't think Dak Prescott will have as as good uh, as good a season this year because the expectations are higher. And I don't think the Washington Redskins will be as good this year and that's the difference. So the schedule is, the, I think, the toughest thing that the Eagles have to overcome. And the schedule is what you have to do. Teams go through this. It's not every year you're going to have to go to the West Coast for three games. It makes it very difficult 
Travel does hurt. They have more games at home at the end. Uh, and they play here. Uh, they play in th- here if, they, if the games mean anything. In Philadelphia, the last three out of four games and the last two games are here in Philadelphia. So th- those are the tougher things that I see. So, uh, But after we have the draft next week, we're going to be talking Eagles all the time. The, it, it's too bad that the, the hockey draft gets buried because it's a day after the NBA draft. But after we have the draft, and whoever it may be, and if there's a trade, and I don't think anything's imminent to happening because uh, the Sixers do talk, and obviously they have some parameters, but I don't know why a team would take Okafor. And I'm curious to, to, to understand the Sixers would have to give up the third pick, which is if you're getting one, it's no big deal, but give up another first-round pick. But what does Chicago get out of this? And what does Boston get out of this? Uh, Chicago's got to get a pick. So if there's an extra pick, you would think it goes to Chicago. But Boston, it's not a good deal if you get Okafor in the third pick for the first pick. That's ridiculous. There's got to be much. And second-round picks, or to me, when you're trading, are, a to- I think, a major waste of time. All right, let me give you the numbers. 888, you're just taking a flyer. that I don't know how much value they have. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. On your wireless phone, your cell phones, let's call it a cell phone. It's pound 9494 on AT&T, and it's pound 9494 on Verizon. We're at the Fresh Grocer in Wincote, Pennsylvania, 1000 Eastern Road. We'll be back. WIP Sport. And, and, you know, the thing that I, I do want to address, who that third pick, in my opinion, should be, and I'll tell you what Billy Cunningham said on my podcast uh, on what he would do with the third pick. WIP Sports Time is now 916. WIP. It's fascinating. Whenever you have a draft, everybody has a mock draft. Everybody and their brother has a mock draft. And uh, they have them in, uh, I know they do them in baseball, but nobody really pays attention in baseball. They do them in hockey and nobody pays attention to them, or very few people pay attention to them. But they do in football and they do in basketball. And it's amazing uh, that some, some of the names that come out, when there is, when there is a mock draft, for instance, one mock draft has the Sixers taking Josh. Ja- actually, a couple of well, no, one mock draft has the Sixers taking Josh Jackson, who uh, Brian Colangelo and uh, and Brett Brown were out in Sacramento yesterday, and they watched the workout and they talked to Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson is a player. I'm pretty sure they like, and some other teams like. So one one mock draft has the Sixers taking Josh Jackson with the third pick, assuming they don't make a trade. One mock draft, and i got to mention who this is, Sports Illustrated. And this is out of the clear blue. And I don't know where they get to. That's why these mock drafts, sometimes you say they are, they are absolutely nuts. Sports Illustrated has Laurie... Markinen, the power forward out of Arizona, 
going to the Sixers with the third pick. Now, one mock draft, you know, if the Sixers make the trade to number one, obviously they're going to take Fultz, uh, which is fine. But that mock draft all also has the Lakers taking De'Aaron Fox at number two. And if that if that happens, and then the, uh, Josh Jackson would go three, and the Celtics like Josh Jackson. Here's what the Celtics do know, and here's why they're trying to steal a pick. They know that Josh Jackson's not going to go one or two, regardless of who's there. And apparently that's who they like is Josh Jackson. Or they like Fultz, but they for their team, they want Josh Jackson. So if they trade down the three, but Jimmy Butler is the key to the whole thing because without Jimmy Butler, none of that works for the Celtics. And I still can't figure out, uh, well, before I get, well, I can't figure out uh, what, the, what the Bulls would be getting out of this. I know what the Sixers reportedly would give up would be the third pick and the future first-round pick, which could be the Lakers or could be Sacramento. Either pick I don't think would be a problem for the Sixers. But either one of those picks. But the problem with that is where does that pick go? It's got to go to the Bulls. So what do the Celtics get? Do they get Okafor and some second-round picks plus the third pick? That's not enough. I mean, the second-round picks are a waste. Okafor's a waste. Uh it's just, it's a throw-in. But to move up to one, the Sixers really know that that's the player that would be best for them would be false. That would be the player that would be best to them. They need a point guard, and, and he would be the player. And he can probably shoot better than the other, the other than the Aaron Fox, who shoots well, not from three, but inside three. But you can learn how to make those. But here's the other scenario. That could now this could happen if there is no trade and the Celtics take faults. The Lakers may not take Lonzo Ball, which everybody expects them to take him. They also like the Aaron Fox, which also means that they would trade D'Angelo Russell. Now, when people say the Lakers don't have enough, uh, they don't have enough for the Celtics. D'Angelo Russell has way more value than Okafor. Way more value. And now remember, the Celtics get the Nets' number one pick again next year, and the Nets won't be any good. So the Lakers possibly could give them a pick, and I don't know if that rule still stands where you can't trade two first-round picks uh, in a row uh, back-to-back years. It used to be a rule. I don't know if that rule still exists. But the Lakers could give them another future first-round pick. And, again, Jimmy Butler is, is the player they really want. They don't want Okafor. They want Jimmy Butler. And I don't, know what, I don't know what the Lakers could do to appease the Bulls. And I don't know. The Bulls got to get a first-round pick. But the Celtics only go 3-1, to one and you get... You get Okafor, who's nothing more than a bench player with a good team. Nothing more than a bench player. And you get some second-round picks, which the Sixers are trying to desperately trade anyway. So these mock drafts. And then after uh, Malik Monk was in the other day, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with him. And the only way 
that that would happen is that they trade back. But I don't think the Sixers are going to trade back. Uh, because if De'Aaron Fox goes number two, then they'll take Josh Jackson at number three. Uh, I think that's pretty much the way it's going to it's going to play out. I mean, I don't, I, I can't see any other way that this is going to play out. I think that's the only way that that could play out with the first three picks. But Lonzo Ball is fascinating this whole thing, and the one thing that I'm happy about, it looks like Lonzo Ball's father now is going to have to start scrambling because the Lakers may not take him, and I don't think the Sixers would take him. So he could, I, I don't think he would go any worse than four. But that would be really interesting to see what could happen there. Bill, you're on WIP. Hey, Howard, what's going on? You tell me. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say real quick, and, and I, I know I, I get criticized for this sometimes, but I don't think Okafor is a, is, is, a, is a bad as a player as people make him out to be. I think he's very unmotivated. I think he never bought into the whole process thing. And I think Boston knows that. And I think why, I think well, yeah, that's why what, is, Boston, what does he have to buy into the process thing? He's just got to go out there and play. But, he's, right, but, not, he knows he's, but not, he's not a good player. Yeah, but he knows he's not. I, I don't know, Howard. He, you know, he was a great player in college. He was a great player when he came out of college. And all of a sudden, his motivation uh, okay. stopped. And then he stopped being well, a good player. How I think, great was he in the Final Four when his last year? He was a non-factor. He was, no, it was two game. games. Two games. Oh, you mean in the championship game, too? Well, I mean, yeah, the yeah, final the Final Four. four. Yeah, the last two games. I but think that, that's when you're playing better teams. Yeah, but you know, I just think he's very unmotivated, and he never he never bought into this whole thing here. And he he figured, you know what? Why am I going to go out there and kill myself when it doesn't really matter anymore? We're going to lose anyway. We're, we, they want they're setting us up to lose games because that's what the, that's what the organization wanted to do. And I don't think he ever bought into that. And I I, I still think he's he's you know he doesn't play defense, but I think he just does not motivate to play defense. Okay, well, how then? How much do you want a player that you just come into the NBA? You're still a new player in the NBA, been here a couple of years, and you're not motivated? That already tells me something. Let me give you the scouting report of most scouts. And then I talked to somebody who was at Duke uh, and knew all these things existed. All plays, right. Here's the scouting report. Plays below the rim. Not a, that means he's not a good rebounder. Right. Uh, not a good defender. And not an up-tempo player. So tell so me what qualities do you have. So why would you take him? I, it, well, exactly why would Shashevsky right. take him then? Uh, wait a minute, Shashevsky already he recruited him. Yeah, I mean, right, it's not, right. yeah, but he he has all the he, he's got the the skills to score, and Shashevsky knew he was a one year player anyway. Why would he take him? Because he's a good recruit. But the yeah. the, the pro game is different than the, uh, the than the college game. But again, yeah, when, that that was a scouting report. He gives up more points than he scores. Now he can score, but he gives up more points than he scores, and he's had these. These little injuries, which I don't know if they're real or yeah. it's just whatever the case may be, but he's not he's not a starter on a championship caliber team. He's not I a starter feel, on a championship caliber team. I just feel you know when he does go somewhere else, he's gonna he's gonna turn. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a big fan of him. Just saying I think it. He's always been a winner on every team. He's always been on a winning team. He's wait, always wait, been a winning program. Wait a minute, he's always he's only played one year of college basketball. Right, but he was he, he was on top team then. I'm sure he was on top AAU teams coming up. The kid has never really yeah, been because he's it was bigger than everybody else. It was his size. Oh, come that, Howard, come I mean, on, that's was, a horrible excuse. Well, well no, you, your horrible excuse. He wasn't motivated. I don't want him if he's not motivated. Exactly, that's fine. I'm saying right. I don't want him either if he's not motivated. He's but not, if he goes somewhere, 
He's not a championship caliber player, and he's not a starter on a championship caliber team. He's just not. He's not. Uh, I mean, maybe he's not. I'm just saying I, I just think that, you know, I think that he just doesn't want to be here, and he doesn't want to be in, in what they're doing. Well, and there's there's, there's other guys that don't want to be here either, but that's too bad. There's players all over the league that don't want to be where they are. But they go and they play there because that's their job. Uh, it's just he doesn't want to be here. That's ridiculous. He's, a, he's not a 10-year vet, and he's here, and he doesn't want to be here. He's a, he's a new player into the NBA. Adrian, what the hell do you have to say? There? By the way, the Eagles are going to beat the Giants the third game. Oh, uh, you season. scared of that Giants game? I heard you. You scared of that Giants no, game? No, I'm the Giants you. game later in the year when they that's the third of straight. That Giants game. Y'all ain't got no corners yet, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon but, Marshall, but you and Beckham. Missed why, you, you missed why oh. I have. You miss why I think it could be tough. It's a third straight road game after they've been on the West Coast for two You got every excuse in the book. No, I got no excuse because they're going to beat the Giants the the third game of the season. They will beat the Giants. Where's all the excuses about Oglethorpe? He never had a point guard since he's been in the NBA. He he won on every level he played on, and and he got to come to the Sixers where they don't want to win basketball games. What can motivate you? Tell me what's going to motivate you. You you played on a team that won 10 games, and they don't want to win. And they telling if, you, look, you if can't you're a play. winning player, pride wait, motivates wait, you. Wait, wait, They're telling you you can't play and you hurt and you not hurt. Come on, Howard. They're not, telling him, they're not telling him he can't play. I'm Man, telling you, him he can't play. No, I'm saying all them fake injuries that they made him fake, telling me he can't play. He's the he one that came up hurt. with the injuries. He's no, the one that Sixers came up with that. That medical, that 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 gyp bag medical staff that they got down there made up all these old. Well, no, the medical staff Come is on. fine. It's the it's the sports science guys. It's a zoologist as head of their sports <laughs> science department. I said, look, this is what I want to tell you. I don't want to highlight you nothing like this. This is what I really want to talk about. Okay. The Sixers do not have to give up all these picks to get folks because I don't think Boston's going to pick him. Make Boston pick him. You know what I mean? Well, if they, they don't pick him, the Lakers fine. are going to pick him. Well, let the Lakers pick him and let us end up with a point guard. What we need, we need ball lane, ball to play up simple game, and he's good. He'd be good for the Sixers. He wouldn't fit. I don't think he would better. fit. I don't think he, he would fit with Simmons. He makes everybody around him better, Howard. He makes yeah. everybody around him better. He passes the ball. He sees the floor. He can shoot the. He can shoot the rock. I mean, he's everything the Sixers need. They need a true point guard. We got scores. We got enough score. Ben Simmons is going to score, and then Beaver's is going to score. I mean, and, and then, how's Ben then Simmons going to score? score well, 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 you stop me there. How is Ben Simmons going to score? He averaged 20 in, in, in college his first year in college. What did he, he, what did he, what did he score? Oh, okay. college, college. He's an college. athlete. Look, they let him get to the basket. He's not a well, good shooter. What do you think is going to happen in the NBA? Don't nobody They're going to let him get to the basket? Yeah, don't nobody play no defense? Come on. <laughs> well, no, you you're right about that. Wait, you're right you about that. Nobody plays defense. <laughs> nobody plays defense. I know. And, you know, and this is another thing, you know, because I know you want to hang up, but I ain't going to let you hang up on me. I want to, you know, you, you hey, say Larry you, you Bird. You now just encourage me to me. hang up on listen to me. Listen, you said Larry Bird is better than LeBron James. And I looked that stuff up. LeBron, Larry Bird has only beaten LeBron James in one category, and that's foul shooting. Everything else, LeBron James is better. He shoots better than from the three and from the two. He passes better. He averaged more assists than Larry Bird and more rebounds. So I don't know where you get this Larry Bird stuff. Larry Bird was great in his day. Larry Bird is better than LeBron. Stop. And you got to look at the body of work. You know, I'm not a LeBron James fan, but when I went back and looked at the body of work, his second year in the NBA, he took Booby Gibson to the finals. So, I mean, Booby Gibson to the finals. And they beat Boston. That's who they beat to get to the finals. So, Larry Bird better than LeBron James? Nah, Larry Bird is the best passing forward in NBA history. 
You got to be kidding me. LeBron James averaged more assists than him. No, actually, for their career, it's about the same. Believe it or not. not. Yes, it is. Look at it. It's not. I already looked at it. I already looked at it. It's about the same. And there was less shots back then. Well, you you, you can say less shots. You can can make all these excuses because you're an excuse guy. No way he's better than LeBron. I'm an excuse guy. LeBron makes some hell of a passes, too. He he made some nice passes in his career, too. And he rebounds the ball, and he gets everybody involved. And, he and gets Larry Bird is as good a rebounder, too. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Close. Well, Larry, Brown, well, Larry, t- uh, Larry Bird is a better I shooter. Larry Bird is a much better he shooter. Shoot, he didn't shoot. His shooting percentage ain't better. Or, from the three, LeBron James shot Larry Bird can hit a shot from anywhere. His shooting percentage oh, is not so better. Clueless. You are Wait, so man, clueless. You are so clueless. Wait a minute, his shooting percentage is, and so can Lamar James. He can hit it from anywhere, too. Oh, so, really? I mean, oh, okay. Oh, okay. He, he shoot better from the three from Larry Bird, and that's, that's, and that's, and that's fact. And from the two. So I don't know where you get this Larry Bird better than Lamar James. Uh, that's that's, it's not, that's it's, some hard work. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't know, and it's not even close. All right. So the Sixers should, the Sixers should not, what I'm saying, the Sixers should not make all these trades. Just let, let let Boston do what they're going to do because Danny Ames thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Okay, I mean, let him go ahead and do what he's going to do. And let us end up with ball, a two-point guard. And we'll be okay. fine, man. We'll be okay. fine. We ain't got to give up our picks. Hey, look, Hinky set us up real pretty, baby. You, just, oh, you, yeah. you say what you want. Hinky yeah, set did. us up real yeah, pretty. Okay, three of his number one picks are going to be gone. Three, Get out of here. Three of his number one picks are going to be gone. 94. WIP. I, three of his number one picks are going to be gone. Yeah, he did a great job. 94 WIP. I'm Howard asking with the Fresh Grocer. Uh, 1000 Eastern Road, Cedar Brook Plaza in Wincote, Pennsylvania. WIP Sports Time 938. WIP. I'm Howard Eskin. I had somebody here at the market. We go through this LeBron debate. LeBron is such a... He's so insecure for as great a player as he is. He's a great player. He's not my top seven. For as great a player as he is, oh, my gosh, he whines and he talks about these super teams. Uh, And it's just he's the one that put these super teams together. He's the one that did this. Not anybody else. He's the one that did this. The other teams were together, and then other teams, when they were, you know, he named some teams on this ridiculous podcast that he had. He named some other teams, but those players were at the end of their careers. Then they went to another team. But the team was already put together when another guy joined him. It wasn't one player that put them together. LeBron put Miami together, and LeBron put Cleveland together. Uh, it, it, they, already, they had one player. They had Kyrie Irving. That was the one player. They had Kyrie Irving. It's, it, I mean, it's really it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, Tom, you're on WIP. Howard, good morning. How are you? How you doing? Oh, I just had to call you about this. But that last caller, he, he's clueless about the stats with LeBron James and Larry Bird. I looked it up. Larry Bird is the only guy, only guy in NBA history to average 24-10 and 6 for a career. LeBron James has never even averaged nine rebounds a game in a season. In a season. His best rebounding season ever was this year at like 8.2 a game. And to put his stats in perspective, Oscar Robertson and Will were the only two other guys to average 24-10 and 6 in a season. Larry Bird averaged 24-10 and 6 for a career. 
He's a better free throw shooter. He's a better shooter. A much He's better. He's a better rebounder. He's a better clutch player. LeBron, LeBron, Bird the first to nobody. And I advise you to watch the Celtics Lakers ESPN films, uh, Best of Enemies. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're familiar well, with Well, I this. saw the 30 for 30 the last few nights, and you realize how good. Uh, I, I mean, I watched Larry Bird. But you realize how really good he was when you watch it again. It's almost, he had such great court awareness and court vision. And, uh, you know, and everybody, and then you have people say, oh, he's a slow white guy. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's just, just because he's white, everybody perceives that he's slow. He, uh, he was a good rebounder. He was a great passer. He was a great shooter. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable that uh, people don't put LeBron against. And that was... One of the debates I had with uh, on Twitter with Tory Smith, who's never seen these guys play. Exactly. Smith, exactly. Uh, all these guys, and he's not the only player nowadays who haven't seen him play. But they're all caught up in this LeBron nonsense, who is so friggin' insecure, so insecure. It's a joke. I just I want, mean, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that if anybody calls you and tells you about LeBron's as good a rebounder. He never even averaged nine rebounds a game in a season. And Bird is the only guy to average 24, 10, and 6 for a career. And if Bird didn't play with McHale or Parrish, he would have scored 28 points. He would have averaged 28 points a game for his career. And he averaged 24 the way it was. Well, the other thing I think happened, I don't think there was many shot, as, as many shots in a game because defense was better in a lot of cases. There was a many shots in a game, so there wouldn't be as many rebounds available. Mm, yeah, Obviously, right. there's not as many assists that are available. Uh, but to to have LeBron ahead of Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, is re- and we, we, we don't even, I haven't even talked about Wilt because he goes way back, but Wilt changed, they had to change the rules because of Wilt Chamberlain. They had to change the rules. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I just, I don't know where these people are coming <laughs> from. And then LeBron, he, uh, when he starts talking about, well, I never played on a super team. What? And then last week he said it was his calling to play against dynasties. <laughs> I am so tired, so tired of listening to his BS. Uh, because, hey, listen, just go out there and play. Just go out there. Michael Jordan never whined about anything. The great players, Larry Bird never whined about anything. You know, the other thing that I, uh, that I really uh, think is missing in today's game that I saw when I watched that 30 for 30, and that's the only good programming that ESPN has anymore. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. <laughs> is those teams really hated each other. Mm-hmm. And after mm-hmm. a game, they weren't hugging each other after the game. I mean, this, and it happens in all sports, uh, you know, not in baseball because you just you go in. But uh, if you want to, like LeBron had to hug Kevin Durant after he lost. I mean, I mean I, I, listen, after you're done, go to the locker room and say, hey, hey, guys, nice job. Uh, nice job, and that's it. Exactly. Do I? But he has to do it for the cameras, and then the uh, the uh, the jersey swaps that football players do are that's insane. <laughs> After for sixty minutes, you try to beat each other's brains out. You beat each other's brains out, and you and you. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it uh, either. Uh, it's just it's so sickening to watch players hug and players. It was great. The Lakers hated the Celtics. The Celtics hated the Lakers. The Sixers and the Celtics couldn't stand each other. Stand and each it was other. real. It was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then defense. Defense in today's game is a rumor. Is a rumor. <laughs> Back then, uh, you know, Billy, uh, one of the things Billy Cunningham told me on my podcast this week, 
and it's still up there. He says uh, the Detroit Pistons, remember the Pistons of the late 80s? Yeah, right. With Mahorn and Lambeer. They would kill. They would kick LeBron James' ass. And he'd be crying. He'd be, he'd be crying so much he wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, uh, and he would cry. And he would. He complains about it all. And he would cry. It is absolutely a joke. It's a joke. All I uh, know is Bird's a better free throw shooter, a better rebounder, a better a better clutch player. Who do you want? Who do you want last five minutes of the game? You want LeBron or do you want Bird? Bird could shoot from anywhere, <laughs> and he, and he didn't, A lot of times he didn't even have to look at the basket. I mean, he did. Obviously, I'm being, I'm extending the, the, I'm exaggerating the point. But that's how good he was. That's how good he was. He wasn't good. He was great. Uh, you know, one of the things I really loved watching in Larry Bird, when he, uh, when he played, when he, they had those three point shooting contests in the All Star game. Oh yeah, right, right. He, he shot. He didn't even look at the basket. <laughs> you know, he shot it and then got the next ball. Shot it and got the next ball. It's just, it is unbelievable how good he is. And for people to put LeBron ahead of him, they ought to be. It's insulting. There, there's no, there's it's, no way. It's insulting, there's and no just way. the character, just the character of the guy. And you know, hey, LeBron James was the one that when he went to Miami, he didn't put together a super, a super team. But then he sits there with those bozos with Bosh and Dwayne Wade. We're not going to win one, not two. <laughs> Not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. I mean, it was it was it was nonsense. It was it, it's so annoying, and that was a mistake he made where I'm, where he said I'm taking my talents to South Beach. No, that, that was, that was that a, a joke mistake. too. Yeah. That was a joke too. Uh, would, 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 would Bird or Jordan do something like that? I mean, come on. Yeah, know? I mean, he talked about Barkley going to Houston. Barkley didn't go to Houston until he was at the end of his career. Uh, and Olajuwon. You know, I haven't even included Olajuwon. was a great player. But you forget about him because he played with Houston. Yeah. He was a great player. Great defensive and, and, player. Know, uh, a great everything player. He was great. And, it's just, you know, and it was a different game. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a skyhook that was unstoppable. I just uh, want that last caller to know. Bird, 24-10-6. Nobody yeah, and so you looked up to, so it is, but I knew it was at worst equal. It's, it's, uh, it's not even close. LeBron's yeah. never averaged nine rebounds a game in a season. Yeah, LeBron will average more points because he takes more shots. Exactly, and he plays with lesser talent. He plays with guys who don't score as much. Yeah. Hey, Tom, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the info. Yeah, I had, I had to give that guy an education because I'm tired of it. You, know, yeah. you know what he's talking about. And you're right in the assists. It's just, I think LeBron for his career is like 6.9 and Bird's like 6.3. Yeah, it's, I think it's 6.7, but whatever. It's just they're right there with the other guy. I mean, it's it's a joke uh, when people say LeBron's better than Bird. Lou, you're on WIP. Hey, Howard, how are you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good. <clears throat> Listen, anybody that would say that uh, Bird was a slow white guy just doesn't know basketball. Correct. I, I, in, in my experience... Um, I'm 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 38 years old myself, yep. so I caught like sort of like the tail end of Larry Bird. Um, but I also talked to somebody before that said Dominique Wilkins only had one hand. Listen, if Larry Bird was unathletic, that makes him even more amazing with the numbers that he put up, man. <clears throat> the guy's was uh, was incredible. Wow. I mean, it was it's unbelievable. I mean, it was just, I saw him live, so I was lucky enough to see him play in person. Uh, same thing with Michael Jordan. And the problem with, with, with television, and let me run. I'm going to try to get somebody in here quick who okay. maybe settle this. Uh, uh, Charles Barkley's on the line. Charles, I, 
This debate on Bird and LeBron James, I thought Bird was so much better uh, than LeBron James. And your opinion on that? Wait, you've been drinking this morning? <laughs> stop. stop. You think LeBron, you don't think LeBron's better than Larry Bird? No, stop it. Stop. Come on, LeBron James is the seventh greatest basketball player ever. He's right okay. after Kobe Bryant at number six on my list. Okay, so uh, he's the seventh. So who are your tops? You got Wilt, uh, Michael, Mike, Jordan. Michael, Michael, Oscar, Wilt, Russell, and Kareem. Those are the top five. And I got Kobe six, and I got LeBron seven. So you don't have Bird or Magic ahead of uh, ahead of LeBron? I do not. And uh, I actually got Jerry West and Elgin Baylor ahead of those guys also. So you would uh, put LeBron like back not, at nine? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said LeBron is seven. It's just my my unofficial poll. I think most a lot of people agree with it, but it's just my that's just my opinion. LeBron's oh. amazing, and he's a great dude. Uh, it, 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 you know what's really funny what? about the finals? The guy who it, it, I was just sitting there thinking. So let me get this straight: the guy who started the super teams. He's getting his ass kicked by the super teams. And the guy on the super team, if you go back and look, when LeBron went to Miami, he put that tweet out about, about oh, we don't want to com- compete now. We all want to play on the same team. I thought it was really ironic that the, the two guys who started, one guy complained about the guy on the super team, kicked the other guy's ass on the super team. It was hilarious to me. That's, that's kind of irony, Howard. Yeah, but he said that you were one of the super teams. You were at the end of your career, weren't you, when all that happened? Well, I got traded. I didn't choose to go to Houston. Right. And, and I heard, uh, first of all, as far as Carl uh, Malone going to the Lakers, he was 72 years old. And that's not the same as guys getting together in their prime. Uh, so you can't make excuses. Just admit you started the super team. Now it's come back to bite you in the ass. And then you can do about it for the next couple of years. Uh, you know, Howard, it's been going in a bad direction for a long time uh, with these super teams, guys getting together like they play. It's like they all, we call it AAU. All the guys grew up together with their friends. They don't want to compete against each other. Uh, and it's really put a dent in the NBA. And uh, you hear people saying, well, the ratings were good. First of all, anybody who believes the ratings are just a fool. There's no such thing. The ratings are manipulated how you want them to be manipulated. Uh, the bottom line is we got two good teams, well, three good teams in the NBA, uh, and it's probably going to be that way for the next three or four years, uh, and it's unfortunate. You know, Michael Wilbon, who I like and you like, says this is what the this is what Adam Silver wanted. No, it's not because twenty seven teams start the season knowing they don't have a chance. How can no, that I don't be what he Adam wants? Wa- I don't think Adam wanted this at all, and I think. You know, I think the problem is our, myself, my network, you know, and ESPN, you know, the new TV deal went from $1 billion to $2.5 billion a year. So now all these teams can pay. I mean, think about it. The, the, the Warriors going to be playing Kevin Durant, $200 million, Steph Curry, $200 million, Draymond, $100 million, and Clay. They're going to be playing four players, $600 million, because of TV revenue. I don't think that's the way it was intended. Because you, you know the biggest problem, Howard? The owners are idiots because they're making so much money. I can't believe they signed the deal. And what I mean by that is all those bad teams, they're going to be paying guys $20, 30000000 million a year, and they ain't got no chance of winning because, you know, you have to spend a certain amount of money. 
So there's going to be guys in, uh, I don't, I don't want to call uh, Sacramento, New Orleans, Indiana. Uh, 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 no, they're going to be playing guys $30, $40 million and ain't got no chance. Uh, and, and that's kind of suck. How about there's going to be probably, what, uh, close to 15 players are going to make over $40 million a year. I talked to Billy Cunningham the other day, and he said when he was part of the Miami Heat franchise that bought in, they paid $32 million. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to gonna be making. Be guys making $30, $40 million. No, number one, God bless them. But, and I don't mind certain guys making that money. My problem is, and that's why I couldn't believe the owners signed that deal. They're like, wait, my team ain't got no chance of winning, but I got to pay these guys up to 80 90% of the cap. That's not fair to me, but these owners, because like I say, there's so much money in sports now, uh, I just don't think they care. And, and it's going to come back to buy them in a couple of years. You know, I, one more question, and this is LeBron James said before the finals were over, it was his calling to play against dynasties. Uh, did he think that the man upstairs put him down here for that reason? Does he think he's that special? You know, the guy's a great player and a great guy, but I, I don't remember a guy talking so much about his legacy so much while he was still playing in his mid, in his early 30s. You know, talking about I'm playing against ghosts and things like that. That's the thing that annoys me. I'm like, dude, you're one of the greatest basketball players ever. Why are you worried? You're 31 years old. Why are you worried about your legacy? You're in the middle, uh, late, you're early, late stages of your career, just go out and play. It'll all come out in the wash in the end. Well, here's what I agree with you that he's not, he's I don't think he's in the top seven because I still put Bird in there. Uh, and you, there you, you go talking about Mark Mark Marciano. Mark Every time we start talking about boxing, you guys got to bring up Rock Marciano. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Bert was great. America, baby, coming to America. Okay. Well, you caught Bert at the end of his career, but he was still great. He was still hey, great. Did I, wait, did I not say he wasn't great? Yeah, but he's better than LeBron. Better than LeBron. Uh, no, LeBron is a freak of nature. He's more like Magic Johnson because he rather pass the ball first. But uh, Larry Bird, listen, Larry Bird is one of the. I say he's right at the bottom of my top ten, right after Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Uh, but uh, Magic and Bird are right there, 9, 10, 11, somewhere on my list. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I, I get it. But, you know, the, the thing that uh, LeBron and the game and Tim Legler, and I liked him, was the only guy that pointed it out on ESPN because I don't watch him that much. When that game, was, they were down by one with 20-some seconds left. He doesn't go right and the lane's open. He goes left and he throws the ball to Kyle Korver, who Kyle Korver is a good three-pointer, but what do you want him taking that shot for? Because he didn't want to get fouled because at the end of games he's afraid to go to the foul line because he well, can't shoot Howard, I'm not going to – listen, I, 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 listen, that's the one thing that annoys me about ESPN. They nitpick. The Warriors were the better team. We could go back in history and pick out one play in every game. That's just silly. Uh, the Warriors were going to win – they should have probably swept them. They just kind of gave up in game four. Uh, it kind of went through the motions. But the Warriors were just the best team. And yeah. there, was, there was nothing the Cavaliers could do about it, plain and simple. All right, you're still a dope because you don't have Bird above LeBron. But that's all right, but you still – Hey, man, you... listen, stop drinking early in the morning if you're going to be saying crazy stuff on the radio. Hey, I can't wait till you go to that fat farm, too. 
So I hey, want you to get coming, back man. in shape. Hey, you know what? I, I challenge everybody out there who's overweight. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a weekend. It's going great. Uh, that, that I'm going to spend the next four months of my vacation getting my fat ass in shape. There's no excuse for me being fat and lazy. And I, I challenge everybody out there. I've got a bunch of my friends. Hey, man, I, I heard what you said about being embarrassed, being fat. So I challenge every person out there who's fat to get your ass in the gym, walk, do whatever it takes. Just get that weight off because it's not healthy, plain and simple. I agree, and I'm proud of you for taking it and getting it under control. You're really proud of me. You're reaching your cheap-ass pocket every now and then. <laughs> you with your alligator arms. That's all right. That's all right. I like those alligator arms with you. You got really deep pockets and really short arms, Eskin. <laughs> Right. You know. Thanks, Charles. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in a little while. Right, man, man. Happy Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to you, you mother. I well, know. Uh, okay. <laughs> See you later. All right, man. See you. Bye. All right. I'm sorry I'm late, but when you get him on the air, you, you can go rolling. And I apologize to Glenn and Ray are up next. Uh, so my apologies. And I want to thank the people at all the markets. Uh, this will be the last market we do, I'm sure, for a while. Uh, I want to thank Jeff Brown, who owns uh, some of the markets we were at, and his people, great to us. Uh, and He's the one that owns the Fresh Grocer. I want to thank uh, Pat Burns and Grant McLaughlin, uh, who uh, own uh, our ownership in the other markets we were at. They were great to us. They were all great to us. And I'm proud of the people that are coming out to these markets. I feel sorry for the for the businesses in Philadelphia coming to these markets to shop and obviously to save. But thanks. Dave Breitmeyer here uh, producing for us here and Phil Jackson back at the studio. Again, my apologies uh, to Glenn and Ray, uh, but uh, I just I wanted to get enough out of Charles Barkley. But Larry Bird is better than LeBron, but he still only has him at number seven. WIP Sports Time. Have a great weekend. It's 10.05. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.